When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to the Cowboy Stories. The sponsors for today's episode are Cade Coombs Horseshoeing and Hell's Backbone Ranch and Trail. You can find more information on them at bouldermountaintrails.com. And our newest sponsor is Hot Horses and Livestock. That's H-A-U-G-H-T, Horses and Livestock. They're a small ranching family who specialize in young horses. They ride a lot of horses for the public, but if you're looking for a young performance horse prospect or an older ranch horse or even competitive rope horses, they have a variety of them for sale. You can find them on Instagram at Hot Horses or on Facebook at Hot Performance Horses. That, and again, that's H-A-U-G-H-T. We're so grateful for all of our sponsors. We really appreciate them. And if you or anybody you know is interested in sponsoring this podcast, please feel free to send me an email to cowboystoriespodcast at gmail.com. And one more quick thing before we get started with today's episode. I wanted to give a shout out to Jolene over at Ranch Girl Gear for all of the hoodies, sweatshirts, and t-shirts that she made for us. The ones that we had for sale over on our Instagram page, she's the one that printed all of those and they are such good quality. They're super soft, so I felt like I needed to give her a shout out for her great work on those. Um, I've had a few people ask me if orders are still open. They're not, but if I have enough interest, I will place an order. So if you are interested in ordering some of those hoodies or sweatshirts or t-shirts, send me a message on Instagram. Our Instagram is at cowboystories underscore podcast. And if I have enough interest, then we can place an order here in the next month or so. Thanks for agreeing to do it. You bet. I won't swear too much. <laughs> I, hope. I usually just like to start out by having people introduce themselves and then tell us a little bit about your background and the reason why you wanted to stay in the cattle business. Okay. Well, my name's Boone Taylor. Um, what be fifth generation rancher here in Becknell, Wayne County. Uh, with my wife Margie and three daughters, Gentry, Hadley, and Ryland, just run a cow-calf operation and farm a little, quite a lot, too much really, <laughs> for what we like would rather be doing, but been doing it ever since I can remember. Here in Bicknell, is this where you were born and raised? Yep, 
just right here my whole life that my dad my dad had the place before us and we've kind of added to it as we've kind of took over and he passed away in what Marge 2005 yeah so but we'd kind of we'd kind of bought him out before then so so yeah that's what we do okay <laughs> well can you tell us a little bit about your operation like what kind of cattle do you run how many you what's bet. your range like you bet well we run well a couple hundred head of mother cows uh grew up my dad had a lot of galvy cattle and when I kind of started into it, this business, so that kind of followed his lead, but I changed it quite a bit and just went straight, strictly Angus, and I think it's paid dividends for us. Uh, I like any type of cow, really. I mean, as long as they're a good range cow and if she tends herself and Usually, those are the kind that make you money. Yeah. <laughs> the ones you don't worry about. But Our range is the east end of Boulder. It's called the Oak Creek Allotment. Uh, it's a good summer good summer range. I, that's, like I said, that's, I can trace running out there clear back to my great-great-great-grandpa, I guess. Uh, and then we go on top of Boulder, which is about 12,000 feet, and we're up there for five weeks in the summer, so we have to watch brisket, so we have to pap test bulls and make sure our herd can run high. For those people listening who don't know what that is, can you explain what that you is bet, a little bit? You bet. That's just a kind of a disease they get of their heart and lungs, and they'll retain water um it's it's a it's quite a deadly disease i mean you can bring them off there but when they get it but they'll end up dying so and even even ones that aren't that don't show it i mean you can see it but the calves won't grow or really but we've cleaned that up a lot by buying bulls and watching the pap scores on our breeding animals <clears throat> so and then our desert range is we run our allotments are from the sandy ranch to bullfrog we run we have an we own an allotment all the way down through i mean they're That's separate cool. allotments but so we we have aums on each one down through there and we're we're the last i don't know if we are the the last but we're we run in the park okay. Capitol Reef National Park and not too many people still do that so yeah. <laughs> that's and we'll I don't know we'll we might try to fight it but we'll probably be out of it when my it's a grandfather deal that's what I heard yeah. I was gonna ask you about that yeah kind of I think they kind of did that on the grand staircase a little bit or tried to implement the grandfather so it basically when my grandpa's last child dies 
is when so that's too bad yeah and that's what happened with the paces too right yes okay they just decided just to sell out oh really yeah instead of wait (laughs) till everyone passed on i guess but there's a cutoff date you had to be so i want to say like you had to be born like before 1968 but don't i'm not positive don't quote yeah right but so that but and we do we get calls trying to get sell out and i just would rather not yeah they can just try to take it yeah and they probably will but it's a good allotment that's one of the better ones yeah and that's just right down off the bird trail oh okay if you go down the switchbacks back to sandy oh okay so it's right there that's called they call it the sandy three allotment but it's all in the park so you go back north off yes. of the birth trail yes okay and a little south to the post okay but it used to be one great big one clear to the halls creek and slowly they just started buying people out and then my grandpa and dad were the last ones in there they didn't want to sell out so they moved them up to the north end of the oh, sandy okay. Sea lawman water pocket so interesting Yep, and so, yeah, like I said, Angus, I, they're just good maternal cattle. I, I quite, I'd rather have a, a good set of cows, and and we'd like to throw a little Hereford in, too. But Yeah. So that's kind of our outfit. So how <laughs> much, I'm just, I'm really curious about how the whole grandfather thing works, like how it came about, because I've only, I've never talked to anybody who was in that. Right. In that position before. I've only heard of it. See, and really, I don't know a heck of a lot because I'm kind of just running on the last ant being alive. Yeah. So I know I know when they designated Capitol Reef from a monument to a park is when they came to these ranchers. And, and most everyone just took the buyout. And there was a few that hung on here and there, but eventually through the years, they just... So they just offered to buy them out yeah, to quit running cows right, there. Right, okay. just kind of like the paces just decided. I mean, they could have run there till I think Doug's the last one that could have run there, but they just decided instead of just waiting, I mean, and they were offered. But Okay. But there was there was quite a few guys down through there in the Hartnett allotment and uh, down south in the Sandy Three area and stuff, but... It, they basically said you can keep doing it if you want, but it'll eventually end when it's those guys that were originally there, their heirs are gone. Gone, and that's when it ends. And so, Dang. yeah, I know. When you're little, you don't think of it, but then when <laughs> yeah. when everyone starts leaving, then it comes into focus pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, but so it's just sad because the park is probably the best allotment down there. One of the best. It's so, a good, it's a good one. And the cows don't hurt it. Yeah, I think that in this one allotment there used to be four or five, at least three fifty to four hundred head that wintered in it. Mm-hmm. And I think we're eighty two. Oh wow! So, so yeah, yeah, it's not. <laughs> wow, you can't even really. You tell. barely touch yeah. it. Yeah. Cows and they don't hurt it at all. In fact, the, there's a pretty decent lady there now, and they have cages up for utilization and. 
earlier before we went in this fall. She goes, I'll go move those. And I said, that's fine. Go move them where you want. And she moved them and she called back and she goes, well, has anything been around these for the last five years? I, I said, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, but it, it only has one live water hole. That's the only bad thing. Like this year, the, the ponds are full and so, but it is a good allotment. No doubt about it. It can get snowed in. I think that was about in 2008, we had about five feet of snow there on the Bitter Creek Divide. So it it can get a little bit snowy. But that was, we had to, we were riding through some big old drifts to get the cows <laughs> out and we came through it pretty good. That's not, good. Not too much death, but. The park wouldn't let us snowmobile or... Oh, really? Yeah, we can... So you had to ride yeah. in and... Wow. Yeah, they wouldn't even let us drop hay. We had really? The, we had the state that would... They were going to drop hay out of helicopters. And, so when you deal with the park, you deal with a whole new... Ball Set game. of problems. Yeah. Yeah. And so... And so dealing with the park, <clears throat> is that... That's just the one allotment? Yeah. That's on the park? Yep. Okay. The Sandy Three. But there's another dab of Sandy 3 that's out of the park boundary that's BLM. Oh, okay. And that, that brushes right up to our place at Sandy. Okay. So so that's that's BLM, and then the water pocket would be BLM down okay. on the bottom towards Halls Creek. That's The park would like to claim Halls Creek as the park, but it's not. But it's not. No. And so that's when... That's interesting to yeah. know. Like even from Glen Canyon, like coming up. Yeah, that's none Gl- of that. It so. is Glen Canyon. Okay, but the BLM administers the grazing. Nice. Seeing this park, Capitol Reef does its own. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so you, it's a whole, whole another <laughs> bunch of bureaucrats yeah. you deal with there. But you know, and for the most part, some of them aren't bad. It's just, I don't know. You know what it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if they just let you ranch, it'd be a hell of a lot more enjoyable <laughs> dealing with all the stuff. But yeah. So yeah, and before the lake, see they they bought all those guys out of that Halls Creek, and then the lake come up. But this allotment we have down there, it's part of the water pocket, and so I got. I acquired that in 97 when I come home along with some summer permit on the same allotment I run now from Ivan Lyman and Neil Jepsman over to Boulder. But see that that lake had come up and it made it so cows could not get into that Halls Creek. Oh, okay. It, it was, the lake was right up along the ledge and, and I think it was probably about Ten years, that lake started going down to where those cows would start getting over there. And they started calling me and telling me <laughs> that my cows shouldn't be in there. And I said, and I said, well, it's not in Capitol Reef National Park. See, the park boundary is about eight miles up in there. And, so, and I remember the one lady says, well, your dad, see they sold out of here and you're not supposed to be here and I says well I'm not my dad 
<laughs> I says, you never bought me out. And so uh, that's really good cow country. I don't, and now they can use it. Yeah, they still don't. <laughs> I don't know. They they get over there a lot. Is that down by where like the old cabin yes. and homestead and stuff was? Yeah. Okay. Right there. And it the park boundary is eight miles uh, up there. Oh, so huh. it's... And, and a few cows will go. There's not a. They tore the fence out because I guess they didn't figure no cows would ever be in there again. <laughs> but but it. A few will go up, that, but we just we just get around them yeah. and they don't go clear up. But is it rough getting down in there? Yeah, it's now the lake. It's not so much rough. It's just all the trash, like the mm. tamaracks and being where it was underwater. Yeah, and all the. And then, you know, when cattle don't use it, I mean, there's been a lot of beavers build pond. I mean, it would have been cool to be in there before the lake. Yeah. But I saw some pictures that uh, Glenn showed me that I think he said Gentry sent to him. Oh, good. Of what it looked like yeah. before the lake filled up. And that was a really pretty place. Yes. It was cool. Yep. And that's and so all those trees, I think that's this picture Gentry. So they're still that they were all underwater, but they're but still they're clear still down there. through there. That's cool. And I mean, it looks like death. I mean, there's, no, <laughs> there's nothing yeah. there. But and so, yeah, it's not. It would have been really neat to see it, but it's quite a ways over there. I mean, you got to be jigging to really get up in there and then try to get back out with a bunch of cows. Huh. When I first started, it was. We didn't know what, because you go hit them and then see it's just easy to go to the post. It's tw- It's I think it's about eighteen miles to the post. Okay. So then, I'd just say, "Come pick me up at the post," and I mean it was that's a long ways to go. But but now we've got to where we just now we know kind of what we're doing when we hit them. We know where we're coming. And, yeah. And that and the cattle do too. I mean. That's another thing, you know, talking about cows in this country. You've got to have cows that work for you somewhat. You know, you you can you can manhandle them and think you're doing all you can, <laughs> but they need to be just as smart as you are around here. Cause and be willing to go up right. in the rough stuff yep. and work and a little bit. Yep, yeah. you're exactly right. And then know, know the calendar. You know, when you go out there in the fall, those cows know, or in the spring, I mean... That helps a lot. Yeah. You know, this is, it's hard work, but they can help you quite a lot. If you, if you have a breeding program and you keep what, keep heifers out of those good old cows that know and eventually it starts coming together because I learned the hard way on some of that stuff, but it's funny when you get older, you start, (laughs) I guess that's what life's all about though, isn't it? Learn as you go and remember what you learned. <laughs> <laughs> try to remember yeah, it all. Yeah, try to. But, uh, yeah. So you grew up with your dad on the same place that you run now. Yep. So do you have any early memories of going with him? Yeah. Gosh, quite a lot of them. I, probably the first one I remember, I don't know, I couldn't have been very old, but... He took me out across dry bench 
and I can remember this quite well. We went and howled out. I thought that was going to be the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> remember, threw my little sleeping bag on, and I remember I took my BB gun. Had, <laughs> he had me a little, a little scabbard, and so I can't remember what we were doing. I imagine looking for cows, but I just. That's one of the that's one of the earlier ones I remember. And then geez, just just all the time seemed like, you know, just growing up, just going when you could and yeah. so Did he take you a lot? Yeah, quite a bit. I you know, not maybe not as much as I take my kids. I don't know, I can't really remember but Seems like I was always there. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not doing much, but because it just seemed like back then, just I don't know what the heck's the deal nowadays. It just seems like you don't have any time. Because we always, I mean, I remember in the fall. I mean, we wouldn't even come home. We just stay in the sheep camps and pull off the mountain, go to the desert, stay in camp more. I I don't know. If, it seems like we. I wonder sometimes if we don't take the time to enjoy it as much, but sure does. Always in too big of a hurry. Yeah, and I don't know what the difference is. I, I wish I could go back to that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but so yeah, just just always just seem to be here helping some way. I can't really. Did you get in any wrecks as a little kid oh, that you yes. can remember? I'll say probably the worst one. I I wasn't very old. I I and we were going to the we were going to the top boulder and it was just me and my dad that day. And I remember the horse's name. His name number seven, old number seven. <laughs> and it was a family friend's horse, but we were up in Sunflower Flat, and I don't know, I think that horse got bit by a bee or something, and it just bolted, oh. and I, I couldn't, I was just way too small, and I, I, I can remember this vividly too, but just took off across this big old flat, and he was just heading right for the timber, and I, I just bailed, and it just took my whole face, just. Oh. Just scab my face clear over. I can even remember getting up and telling my dad what I thought of that horse. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember the words I used too. <laughs> but it was funny. My dad, he was a, he was firm, but he was, he was always real tender about stuff like that. One thing I remember about him, whenever I took a spill, is, you know your nose would be bleeding or whatnot and he'd my dad always packed a hanky and I remember he was always just real you know most parents grab their nose and (laughs) pull down I'll never forget he was just really soft just (laughs) I I remember that when he, he went he had to go find that horse he took me back to the pickup and made and I sat there and he that horse just took off and he tracked it out, and I remember he bring, brought that horse back, and 
he did he let me work him over with i mean not i mean we were loading to go home and he yeah. said you get that I, there was a prod stick and i did get my couple wax over his ass <laughs> before <laughs> but, he got in the yeah, trailer that was uh, i'll tell you that and about ruined me really yeah i i mean i've always liked horses but after that i mean i don't love horses i like a good horse but i don't love them <laughs> that, that how old would you say you were i i want to say like six Right, that would right be about, scary. Right about six. And then that was the first wreck. There's been lots of wrecks, but nothing too crippling, you know, mm-hmm. just busted up pretty good. But And that didn't bust anything on me, but my pride and <laughs> my face. It, it, I remember it. It's my whole face was a scab. <laughs> Must have lit right on my face. I don't know. <laughs> but... That was the first, that was the, and then like I said, others throughout the years, quite a few, but I don't know what, I don't know whatever happened. My dad used to throw me on some of the, I don't know how, <laughs> looking back, I don't even know why the hell I was on some of them things, but <laughs> I guess, I guess, is yeah, I guess. <laughs> but, and a lot of it, you know, little kid. I mean, hell, jumping and get to squealing makes worse, and yeah. so who knows? But was it important to you guys to raise your family in this kind of lifestyle? I think I don't know that we ever sat down and thought about it, but it's kind of inheriting kids that I don't know. There's a lot to that. I think yeah. they've got it in them. Yeah. And you can't really steer them away from it, even if you wanted to. <laughs> that's true. And that's, I don't know. I don't know if you want them to do it, though. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, that's one thing my dad told me when I came home and bought that from Ivan and Neil. And he said, well, you're young enough. You can try it, and you're young enough. You can get out of it and do something else, too. But... I always just wanted to, and these kids do too. They're good help, I tell you. I, I don't. We do it all. I mean, we don't have any hired man, and these guys help me a lot. Especially as I start getting tired and <laughs> worn out. That's, yeah. I can't do what I used to. Is I can get around it, but not as fast anymore. Seems like takes its toll on you. I'm pretty lucky. I'm hard. I'm not fun to work cows with. But <laughs> they can scream back just as good as <laughs> at first they didn't, but they're pretty good at it now. We always get it done. We might not talk after for a, a while, but, but I'm pretty blessed that way. And I've got good friends, too. I mean, people that help and stuff, but I couldn't do it without these guys. That's awesome. I think it's cool to see different family operations, like some of the people that I've talked to that I haven't known that well. It's neat just to see the different family dynamic that people have because, yeah. like, you live together, you work together, right. you're doing it all together. <laughs> yeah. And 
I don't know. It's just cool to me to see that that families are still around doing that yep. instead of being so disconnected. I think it helps bring you all together. Even true. though you do have your screaming matches, it definitely helps bring you together and connect you That's more. That's true. I believe that but. too. I haven't really thought of that. But yeah, when there's a big job to get done, whether it's got to be done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whether you want to or That's not. That's right. So yeah. Yeah, it's a good, it's a damn good way to grow up, grow up and I mean, I don't know what it's like to work for somebody. I mean, I have worked for people, but you're kind of your own boss and it's a rewarding way of life. I mean, like yesterday, shipping calves and I mean, checks are never big enough, but you're yearly work comes to fruition and yeah i mean that's and a lot of little things you know you get in spots people will never be chasing cows and getting down in haulers and so it keeps you active yeah <laughs> what would you say the coolest place you've ever been horseback is i'd say probably into that tall's creek really oh yeah there's I mean, there's places in there that's just, and it's just far enough. I mean, there's the backpackers and whatnot, but a lot mm -hmm. of people haven't been over in there. And it's There's something special about that place. The top of Boulder, a lot of people don't like, but it's cool. It's it's kind of intimidating. You don't, everything looks the same. If you know where you're at, it's, it's a neat, it's a neat place. That's probably, I'd. I like them all. There's something, there's something different about all of them, which is fun. You're in the right business then. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> See it all. yeah. And then it's fun to. I mean, it's fun to to get cattle. I mean, it's fun to learn their routines, and it's fun to know where to go. Like you know, you know that, that these ones will be yeah, over here. Yeah, or... that's what I mean. I've always liked to. I don't know. I always like to have smart cows. <laughs> I don't mind roping and doing mm. all that. I mean, I'm not. I'm no roper, but I always like to outsmart them. That, that's more satisfying to me. <laughs> that concludes part one of my interview with Boone Taylor. Stay tuned for part two coming out in two weeks. Also, if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a rating and a review. <laughs>